section twelve of the complete works of brand the iconoclast volume twelve this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. this recording by michelle fry baton rouge louisiana in october two thousand nineteen the complete works of brand the iconoclast volume twelve section twelve rest rest in peace by w h ward there comes i think in the life of every man a time when feeble words come faintly up for utterance when the human soul refuses to ease tells its agony in empty phrases when neither tongue can tell nor pen portray the gloom which overshadows the spirit engulfed in woe this suffering may be selfish or be merged in a general sorrow as i write the simple sentence bran is dead a pall settles over my spirit and groping blindly in the dark i feel there remains on earth scarce a single ray of light i knew this man and to know him was to love him knew his faults and his virtues loved him in spite of the one and for the other his faults were human his virtues were godlike for years we tried together life's unequal pathway at times i felt that i stayed his falling steps and my own feet have strayed oft and again has his firm hand led me back into the light he was to me a delightful study for which i found never failing recompense i have watched his majestic mind expand as the florist watches the budding beauty of a flower ever growing in its unfolding loveliness i have lived with him in his home surrounded by those whom he loved seeing him joy with their gladness while his heart contracted with every pain that approached his loved ones have stood with him on the banks of some mighty river and watched the evening sun throw its chain of fire across the bosom of the waters while his poetic spirit reveled in the beauties of the sunset sky under the shadow of lookout i have gazed with him upon those beetling crags where the fate of a nation was in part decided while he thanked god fervently that the heart of the nation yet beats steady and strong have strolled with him in the forests when vernal nature spread its glorious carpet for the foot of man have felt his great heart expand to receive every subtle impression of beauty and tenderness from nature's matchless canvas have seen this man against whom the anathema of infidelity and atheism have gone forth humbly bow to worship god in his handiwork for him as for us all there were times when the earth was darkened with doubt but there were moments i know when his aspiring soul mounted the clouds and caught some reflex of the great white light that breaks on the throne of god it has been charged that he had neither faith nor religion in justice to the memory of the dead i deny that charge he had a faith as noble as it was unfaltering that truth was eternal and the love of justice could never utterly fade from the hearts of men his religion was simple still though confined by neither church nor creed twas the fatherhood of god and the brotherhood of man as he loved truth and justice even so did he despise falsehood declaring that he hated all who loveth or maketh a lie he loved his fellows as few men have done 
the great desire of his heart and no small part of his life-work was devoted to the alleviation of human suffering in his nature he was frank and open as the day generous to a fault i do not believe that he gave his affection fondly or foolishly if those whom he loved failed to reach his high standard it was not his fault his was a great heart and he gave its tenderness with a princely hand feeling himself rich in giving glorying in his own munificence no man could have been the recipient of this rich bounty without feeling himself ennobled by the gift he had the faculty of attracting to him all whom he considered worthy of his affection he possessed in a rare degree that which for want of a better name we term personal magnetism intellectually he was a meteor that shot athwart the literary firmament leaving a train of fire behind to mark his course within a period of four years in an inland texas town he built up a magazine which was read by a large percentage of the english-speaking people he had at the time of his death a larger clientele of readers than any living writer for years he did all of the work of the iconoclast himself but of late he had gathered about him a corps of contributors in whose genius he himself revelled a bunch of pansy blossoms he fondly termed them whose beauty and fragrance would he declared delight the literary world the hand that held these blossoms is now folded across a pulseless breast but the silken skein of his affection will yet serve to bind the flowers together the bright particular star of the iconoclastic galaxy is dimmed but the blended light of the others may still serve to illumine the dark places of life and in so doing help to achieve that betterment of man for which their chief toiled so earnestly battled so bravely and hoped so ardently the poor and oppressed have lost a friend and a protector true womanhood has lost one of its ablest defenders liberty its bravest champion his country a hero ever ready to fight for a redress of her wrongs he was a humanitarian in the broadest and best sense of the word in his heart there lived ever a hope that the time might yet come in this fair land of ours where there would be neither a millionaire nor a mendicant a master nor a slave in life he was dear to me his memory is dearer still nay tis sacred i would not play boswell to any johnson but this was my friend tender loving and loyal to me and now that he is dead i come to lay this tribute in the dust at his feet he has been judged oftenest and most unjustly as men usually are by those who knew him least beneath the iron corselet which confronted the eyes of the world there beat in this man's breast a heart tender as a child's and as loving as a woman's that throbbed in agony for every ill to which humanity is heir i remember in the early morning once he came into my room and silently beckoned me to his study there in the vines at the window scarce three feet from his desk sat one of our southern orioles a feathered songster trilling forth the gladness of his heart in song bran watched the bird and drank in the music of his song i saw his face light up with exquisite tenderness and i knew that he accepted this matin song of the bird as a message from his maker 
i trust i may be pardoned for relating this simple incident but it served to show me the man as few things could have done i know tis true that quote, as snowflakes fall to the earth unperceived and are gathered together in a pile so do the seemingly unimportant events of life succeed one another no single flake creates a sensible change on the pile and no single act constitutes however much it may exhibit a man's character but it is from simple things that the sum of life is made up from those acts which are most spontaneous and usually least observed that human nature may best be determined and most justly estimated this man made no preachment of his virtues believing that the years are seldom unjust he was the navarre of modern journalism and his white plume ever showed in the thickest of the fight it was his strong hand that taught the doubtful battle where to rage twas his to enchain friendship and inspire followers had he battled for a creed as he fought for a faith his bones would have been canonized had he struggled for a party as he stood for the state no political preferment would have been held beyond his reach had he lived in another age among other people his body would have been inurned in the valhalla of the brave as it is all that is mortal of him occupies only so much of texas soil as may serve as quote, paste and cover of his bones little does he reck of this and his friends should not repine for the same prairie breezes that waft incense of flowers over the graves of travis bowie and crockett sing a sad requiem over the final resting-place of bran the aspiring soul has found its fixed abode among the stars his titanic intellect which here on earth ever struggled for the light now bathes in the effulgence of the sun his heart ever unquiet because of the woes of his kind now knows that peace which passeth the understanding of man the hand of the all-father has for ever soothed the heart-hunger and unrest of life from his troubled breast that hand which swept at will every chord of the harp of life has fallen nerveless but its music will yet linger in the hearts of men until love of truth and beauty shall utterly fade from the earth a long good-night to thee brave heart thy better part has found the better place to that which is mortal and remains with us we say rest rest in peace end of section twelve